Welcome to the Team Vaxel Mom Show. This is episode 46 of the of my podcast. My name is Tim Vaxelbaum, but I go by many fake names. I change my name every four years. I don't know, I can't commit. My real Tim Vaxelbaum. That's a good name if you want to be like a lawyer who is not like our top lawyer. Nobody would hire a lawyer named Weichselbaum. They might be okay if a lawyer was on their team of you know. But nobody would be like, oh, Weichselbaum and Co. That's a good law firm. Maybe they, I mean, you know, just because it looks so, it looks so Jewish that they would be, you know, prospective clients. They would be like, well, that's a very long Jewish last name. Let's hire that law firm. But I can't pronounce it, so I don't like who, I don't want to be like, maybe it would carry some cachet, though, because, you know, sometimes like a rich brand would be a brand name that nobody knows how to pronounce, and that's part of what makes it cool. You know, like the obscurity of like, ooh, what is that law firm? Wishel, Weishel, Vixel. How the fuck do you pronounce that? Oh, you have to, uh, you have to really know how to, you have to really be rich to know. You have to be a big billionaire to have enough money to afford. The services of Weichselbaum and Associates. So you know what? I'm keeping it. I'm keeping the, the last name. It's terrible for anything else, though. It's terrible for, like, anything in the public. Like, anything like, hey, look at me. My name is Tim Weichselbaum, and I'm here to give you the information that you... Yeah, so I hate my real name. I hate the fake names that I have been using. I've kind of just given up on uh, any form of identity at the moment because because I haven't been uh, connecting with society so I've been so based so what I'm saying is I gave up I don't need an identity because I uh, I've been taking a break from uh, society uh, so you know like if you're not participating in the world it doesn't really matter what the fuck you call yourself uh, so I've, yeah, so it doesn't really matter. I don't need an identity when I live here at home. I just look at, the, I look in the mirror and I go, Hey, it's that guy again. I don't have an, I don't need to refer to myself as anything other than my, than I actually do call myself, uh, Jim in my head. I go, Oh, Jim, you fucking idiot. Cause Tim is my, is like, you know, that could be Jim too. You don't have to get perfectly specific about the letter that it starts with i respond to jim or bim or kim if somebody says hey kim i go i know that that's do you mean tim because i people you know it's easy to confuse or or mim i respond to mim or him (laughs) basically anything that ends in an im it's the same thing as my, is, it's close enough. So I call myself Jimbo in my head sometimes. Hey, Jimbo, what are you doing there? Because Tim is a very, like, nondescript boilerplate name. It doesn't have any, like, I- 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 personality to it. Like, the, like, 
him. There's no meme attached to the to the name Tim. There's many other memes for boys' names like ah, like like uh, Kyle. That's a meme. Uh, Toller, no, you know, like Jaden. There's a lot of Jadens running around. Bunch of gay. It's a gay name. I don't mean that as like a bad. It's like a negative thing. I mean it as like Jade. Is like you're probably gonna be sucking cocks if your name's Jaden. That's all. Like if your name's Jaden, I feel like if that was my name, I would want to suck cocks. I would just have like this feeling about me. It's like, well, if my name's Jaden, I kind of want. I guess I kind of want to suck some cocks. That's my fucking name. My name's Tim. I can, okay, okay. There's zero sexuality in the name Tim. Zorro is the most sexually heavy. Na- that carries the most sexual fucking glam. If your name's Zorro, so I'm gonna name my kid Zorro, and he's gonna get it. He's gonna be a Chad. I'm gonna name him Chad, last name Zorro. And he's going to fucking carve his initials into uh, the flesh of every woman that he... Never mind, that's not sexy at all. So anyway, uh, Tim, though, nobody sees the name Tim and gets wet. They don't, like, ooh, he's probably got a big fucking cock, Tim. Yeah, it's a very non personal name very nondescript anyway i'm wearing the sunglasses because i think it just kind of masks the ugliness of my hair because i got this weird like non-kept very disorganized blocky ugly looking hair like what the hell is this it's almost a mullet you know like it could almost pass as a mullet if i just cut a tiny bit off the front it'd be a fucking mullet I don't know. I like mullets. Not not enough to actually have one, which I already do, but like not enough like this is not a this is just my natural look. Uh but I like mullets because there is like some practicality to them. Like there's a there's a reason that the people that they that they say like party in the back or whatever, business in the front, is like there's some truth to that. That's the reason people started doing it. It's because they live in a I don't know, like Texas, like you wanna still be presentable in the front and not have like a bunch of this gross you know hair around your just blocking everything like bangs bangs are not professional this is not a professional look i look like i'm in blink 182 like i'm gonna start crying about being a teenager nobody loves you when you're 23 man uh so yeah that's why mullets exist is because you can't be going around doing work doing contracting work you know demolition work with fucking emo hair so you you shave off the the front but there's nothing stopping you from having the from having long hair in the back like that's not unprofessional to have like a little bit in the back if you're doing it so i don't know so i don't have to explain mullets but that's that's why they exist that's why they're prominent and uh, I actually kind of like the look now that I got the glass. The glasses make it presentable. They make it, they kind of give you like, a, like, okay, 
I get that he's at least not like a murderer. Like without the glasses, it's like, oh, fuck. What the hell is this guy planning? Like if you just saw this, yeah, you're you're running for the hills. But if you see this, it's like, okay, he's just a crypto douche. That's less threatening. At least I'm not going to get shot. At least he's not going to shank, like kidnap me. He's just going to fucking talk about crypto. Whoopee. I'll just walk away. So, yeah. Uh, what else is in the news? So, last week I did this. Uh, I caught up on everything that is very important in the world of the queen dying. Uh, I guess I care more about that than I thought I would because I've been learning a lot about the succession of the of all that bullshit but anyway that's old news and uh so i'm wearing this shirt this nice little t-shirt here this is a lightweight cotton t-shirt nothing fancy about it except for the fact that it's made of egyptian cotton and uh costs 50 dollars. can you believe it just this regular old t-shirt costs 50 dollars and the reason I like it so much is because it's lightweight, so it's bre- it's breathable. Like, you don't fucking feel like you're even wearing anything. So there you go. Because it's still pretty hot. Anyway, so I'm adjusting to Texas life. And also, another way that I'm adjusting to Texas life is by not going anywhere. So I'm also like, yeah, so the whole isol. So let's start the show. Okay, so this is episode 46. And so let's start on the first topic of isolation. So, so isolation. Yes, I'm still completely, I've been completely isolated for, I don't know, three months. Not going out. So I did go out once last week to just, just because I had to. I was out of drugs. So we are going to get big into the heavy into drugs on this episode because, um, I'm doing them. I'm abusing them. I'm using them. I'm getting them prescribed. I'm buying them legally. Um, I'm experimenting. I'm putting my. I'm. I'm. I'm putting my brain through a trial period. Just throwing a bunch of chemicals at it to try to squeeze out as much juice and optimization as I can. So the only. So I did have to leave the house to get some weed from the weed store. Texas is is uh does not allow like legally you can't get like real delta 9 but there's loopholes. I just found this out. The cannabis industry is a huge fucking industry that's changed like every fucking day they discover like a new cannabinoid that they didn't even know fuck that didn't that just came out of nowhere from like I don't know from from like all these strains of marijuana through the years have started to become morphed and they evolved and they started developing these new compounds, I guess. And so they started isolating these new compounds like THCP, THCO. There's a, there's a thousand of them every day. It's like, oh, there's a new one. And they're all legal because, you know, they can't just make it illegal magically. Uh, so any, so yeah, there's all these different ones that you could get. And so Delta eight is the one that I've been most familiar with. Uh, and so I've been doing that 
and it works. It's not as good as the real shit, but it's legal and it's cheaper. So I've been getting that. But then there's all these other fucking ones. And so I went to the weed store and I bought, and I wanted to just get the shit that you could just dab. Just because there's no bullshit. I don't like the pens. The pens, they work, but then they get harsh after a while. Like after you grow a tolerance, you need to take these big fucking rips and that's fucking hard on your lungs and like it's harsh and like it, it did. so i got a fucking tub of just of this fucking distillate so this is um d8 distillate 25 grams look how clear that is it has just a slight uh tinge of coloration you can see that it's uh like honey it's like very clear honey so anyway, so that shit will last me quite a long time. But it's not real weed. It's Delta 8. So it's not quite as good. But it was cheap as fuck. This shit was 100 bucks for 25 grams. That shit will last me a long time. But anyway, so there's all these other guys. And because uh, the thing about me is I need to be uh, high on something. Because um, I'm a drug addict. And for me to perform at my, at my optimal performance in life or in any situation, I just kind of need to be on a strong farmer on a drug. Not any specific. It doesn't have to be a farmer's. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be a like illegal. It doesn't have to be a one that's super abusable. But let's face it; those are the best ones. Those are. I mean, come on. Those are the best ones. So I've been abusing, not abusing, but I've been self-medicating with marijuana for uh, 15 to 20 years. I don't even know how long it's been. Since I was 17, I discovered, that's when I discovered that weed was my fucking drug of choice. And I, you know, because I've always had problems with, um, with being sober. With being bored of life. Um, so yeah, so I spent my 20s in, in te- you know, up until, you know, just constantly smoking, vaporizing weed and uh, to, to get anything done. So that's a very, it has its benefits and it has its uh, downsides. So the benefits of using weed for like, I don't know, being a programmer uh, is it makes you more good at looking at things from like a bird's eye view. It makes you attack problems in a way that you might not look at it if you were completely... Like it just kind of like makes you look at things outside the box. And, and it, so it is good, but then it has like this feature where you get kind of burnt out and you feel like like you just can't really focus. So... Weed is good, but it's not good for long-term um, pro- productivity because you get burnt out, and then you just want to like jerk off and eat a bunch of high-calorie. You know, it just makes you want to like tune out a little bit after a while. But it's good for it is good though. It's better than nothing. Without weed, I would not be anywhere. I don't, I don't know where I would be without weed. I'd probably just be doing some other drug. So anyway, 
Uh, so, something I've been struggling with. Let's just go through the checklist. So we started with, with isolation. I'm still doing. I'm still completely isolated myself from the outside world, and I don't, it's fine. I don't, but so I gotta make it worthwhile. If I'm not growing any social connections at the moment and just pretending to be basically effectively just being dead to the outside, like to the outside world, I'm effectively a non-living entity. So everybody else is like, you know, generating these new experiences. I'm doing jack shit, fuck all. Uh, I'm just getting older. So I need to uh, do something that's worth the, the social isolation. And I'm starting to do that. And we'll get into that. I've, it takes a while. I had to focus on fixing the issues that I've been dis- discovering that I had, first of all, to begin with. Okay. Something I just discovered, something I realized is I have a, a real laugh that I don't show other people. I've never, I don't ever reveal my real laugh, but I have one. It's just, it's buried in there and it comes out when I, when I'm alone. Now that I live alone in the middle of nowhere in a suburban neighborhood, but nobody cares. I could release my real personality and it's pretty nuts. My real laugh is pretty nuts. So that's why I probably don't reveal it in real life. But it's probably also a good laugh and it would show that I have a real personality. Anyway, that's a boring topic. So I just discovered, and I'm speaking of weed, since I have been only like consuming high quantities of, of cannabis every single day, if I don't start, if I don't continue that, it makes me like want to, it makes me bored. So it's just like, okay, give me something to smoke. Like I have this urge to consume, to take a fucking a hit of the vape pen or the vape. Um, so anyway, we, we might have to pause the pot. We might have to, for the first time ever, pause the episode. Um, anyway. So I just discovered a huge discovery. I mean, about my we make huge discoveries on this podcast all the time. Uh, some of which are about myself and about my you know personality and things that I struggle with and being. Here's a fancy word that's being thrown around: is neurodivergent and uh, neurotypical. Those fucking terms. People love to talk about how they're neurodivergent, and that's, you know, hey, it's good to know that I'm definitely that. And so one thing I discovered in the past year is that I definitely have some features of autism, not ironically, like actual, like for real, and that was great to know, but also it didn't really... That's not the whole picture, though. There's another thing wrong with me, which I've been trying to uh, treat is is depression and like low motivation and uh, complete bad, you know, chronic fatigue. I've been trying to address this with uh, with uh, drugs, legal drugs, ones that you could just get with insurance, ones that you know you could just get with from a doctor. So I've been taking Zoloft every day. For two months. It's been two months. And uh, 
I get. I don't know if it's really if it's help. I guess it's helping a little bit. I guess, but it's not enough because just being on Zoloft is not making me motivated to to reach goals at all. It's just not. It's making me maybe a little bit better at like not um, focusing on negative things. So I am. I am like thinking about like positive things that I could be doing and that I am trying to do. But uh, the antidepressants are not making me want to face the outside world. It's not. They're not making me want to go back to uh, pursuing the things I, I was doing a few months ago, like comedy. It's just not. An, I need. It's not. An, it's not worth. It's. It's not. Okay, so for once I'm recording this when there's actually like human activity going on. I'm recording this at 11:40 a.m. Isn't that fucking fucking weird? Anyway, so the thing, so we're we're getting into the real meat of the episode, and that is the discovery I made about my shit. Because doctors, I don't really talk to doc. I don't really like have like a doctor to like give me a deep psychoanalysis on what's fucked up about me so i'm on my own to figure it out anyway anyway so i have adhd i i i i have really bad adhd apparently i just i just found this out that's what's stopping me from from uh committing to my uh daily goals that's what's stopping me from from doing anything it's called executive function that's what I've been lacking is the ability to do shit that I don't want to do that's been my problem and uh, I took Adderall as a child as a small child I was prescribed amphetamine and it did the job like it works but it had side effects and you you know, it's very like a, it's a speedy, it's a very uh, cloudy drug with a lot of, side, like you have a lot of side effects on that drug. You feel high on it. Like you feel it. It's not something that I wanted to be on every day. Also, I looked at it as like, okay, yeah, I don't care about school. And I took the, I was like, okay, I have this problem with academics but then as an as soon as i got out of school i was like i didn't give a fuck about it anymore because i didn't really think it was a real problem i was like hey man i got my own interests and hobbies that i'm going to pursue i'm motivated to work on shit uh but i wasn't i was just using weed as a crutch to get into shit that i was working on my whole adult life my entire adult life, I've been using weed as a crutch to motivate me to get anything done. Uh, and it, you know, it does the job, to, but then also it's really not as good as Adderall. Because weed will get you like interest, like it, it wakes up the part of my brain that is sleeping but then after a while it's like fuck i'm not it just completely erases your the motivation to continue on stuff it's like okay 
What's the point of this again? Why am I doing this again? Yeah, so weed is not the best solution. So I don't know why. So I just like, okay, I guess that's it. I guess I'm just, this is just the way it is. I didn't think I ever really was a candidate to go back on the hard stuff on Adderall or other stimulants. I didn't think I was a, a real sufferer of that disease because I didn't understand it. And then after 10 minutes of YouTube, it's like, oh, I have every single sim, I have that sim, I have the inattentive, inattentive type of ADHD. There's different types, there's subtypes, there's like the inattentive type, there's the hyperactive type. I'm inattentive, I don't give a fuck about shit. I can't follow the plot of movies. I never know what's going on in movies. And everything has to be novel or else I get bored of it. And so that's like me to a T. That's why I can't follow through. That's why I, I can't develop things. You know, like for example, like I can, I, I was better at, I like to improvise. I don't like to just do planned material on stage. Like, so that's one example out of many. And what is the solution for ADHD? There ain't a fuck. It's the lack of dopamine. So you gotta take a fucking drop. I was like anti, I'm not anti-drug, but I was anti-Adderall for a while because I was like, it has so many side effects. It's not fun to be on. Like you feel like this nasty, like there's this grainy fatigue. Like it energizes you, but you feel like you're paying for it because you have this weird background fatigue, even though you're energized and moving. So you feel yourself taxed. By the the ad, so I was like, yeah, I don't want to be on that. I didn't think that it was a recreational drug when I was on it. Even, if, but it is. I found out later in high school, so it has a street value. People love snorting Adderall. I was just on it to fucking get through schoolwork. I didn't look at it as a fucking party drug, and I don't to this. I still don't, and I've never done it since high school. Uh, but now that I've been educated more. Uh, it's like, what am I doing? I've been wasting time not snorting fucking Adderall. What am I doing not taking s powerful fucking stimulants that Nazis took? Um, Like people, like meth is the thing that I was talking about last episode and many episodes before and also every episode. Because of course, I mean, of course, that's like the thing that would probably be better than Adderall. Um, there's a reason meth is so widely abused. It's because it fucking works. All you take is a little bit of that shit and you feel like a fucking million bucks. And you feel like you just fuck like you're performing at your maximum. It's like, of course you're going to want to fucking abuse that. Of course you're going to fucking want to keep doing it. Like... Adderall gets you to the same place, but it has other side effects. It's not as clean, so you feel this nasty, grainy background. It's like, okay, I'm on a drug, but I'm also performing at, at a very high level. Meth, amphetamine is that, minus the, the side effects. You just feel awake. You just feel like capable. It just removes the fatigue, and it just makes you... 
be able to execute. Even Modafinil does that, which I'm currently taking right now. I'm abusing the... F- I'm not abusing it. I'm taking the right amount. And I'm, so I might get a... Pres- I might ask for a prescription for Modafinil because if you take enough of that... It's a stimulant. Enough of pretty much any stimulant is going to focus you. It's going to give you to lead you to the same effect, I think, you know? Cuz all it is is just you need to be stimulated and if your brain is stimulated, it could focus. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But that really is it. All it takes is just you need like fucking like a motor. You need more gasoline and then you'll focus. It'll calm you down. Because other my default state is like okay what about what is this okay next it's like I don't want to just sit and focus on one task that's what I need a fucking drug for so drugs are awesome they should not be stigmatized as much as they are um okay so that was that was <laughs> that was like the big thing I discovered in just a fuck. And just like less than a week ago, I was like, whoa, it's not serotonin that's the problem, it's dopamine. I was not that depressed. Yeah, I was like, I was depressed because of my lack of productivity. Yes, I was depressed. And a little bit, of, and yes, yeah, sure, I have anxiety, sure. But those things would go away if I was actually productive. If I was actually doing shit around the house, even, like even just like getting shit done around the house, I have massive anxiety about because I know that if I don't do nothing about it, it's going to become a worse problem down the road. Like if I don't ever change, I don't know, the filter in my air conditioner or some shit, like, like, like uh, or if I never flush out the water, the hot water heater, if I just never do that, that'd be a problem. So anyway, and just little things like that it makes me anxious because I know that I just don't want to do them. So Adderall or some other powerful central nervous stimulant is the solution to all to a lot of my problems. Because even just with Modafinil, which is a great fucking powerful drug, Armadafinil is the one I was on yesterday. That shit fucking locks you just wakes you up but you don't feel any side effects maybe there's a headache but that went away i started doing it every day and it clicked and now i feel like i need it to function so i get it i get why people can get it can start to need to take that in high doses because uh yeah man stimulation man that's what i was lacking you need stimulation it's because i took just a half a pill of armadafinil yesterday and it fucking it made me so much better at counter-strike because it's not like anything was lacking in counters like my ability to perform in counter-strike all it is just aim and timing it's just hand eye coordination it's like motor skills but precision it's very precise muscle movements and if you're stimulated that's going to improve your performance in that it's not like any amount of practice would improve my performance 
all it's that it was just my brain not firing quick enough so i'm sorry but like i just like i for me to perform at my best level i need to be on uh, a stimulant so anyway and i did purchase more weed items because now that I got the dabs, I could do an infinite amount of dabs every for as much as I want, very cheaply. Like this shit is basically effectively, it's effectively so inexpensive. Like it's almost not an expense compared to other shit I spend money on. Like compared to like fast, you know, delivered delivery items. The weed is super inexpensive. The problem is that it's not powerful enough. It is helping me. So the next topic. Oh yeah, so when I was on the when I was going to the weed store, I was driving in the Miata, and I was just focusing on the road. And I pulled up to a stoplight. And there's these like you know, people trying to get money. And like the this guy went into my window. Like he came up to me. He's like, "Hey, hello, how you doing?" I was like, not bad, just driving. He was like, you seem distant. Is everything okay? Like, yeah, I'm just focusing on the... You're in my fucking... You're invading my personal space. Anyway, that, uh, let's talk about what I actually... So anyway, let's do a quick update on the... Uh, the brown the brown recluse. Okay, so... A couple of weeks ago, I guess it was like a couple of months ago at this point in time. Yeah, almost two. Yeah, I, I discovered a adult brown recluse just walking on my floor for the first time ever in my life, and I killed it, and I just and I identified it. I was like, okay, yeah, that's definitely a fucking brown recluse. And then a couple of days later, I started seeing a bunch of babies, and so there's babies. There's fucking babies. Brown recluse all over the fucking place. So I have traps everywhere. I'm, I have more traps coming. I'm just going to keep laying out traps because so far there's not a single trap that hasn't caught at least one brown recluse. So so that pretty much means that I, I could pick up random point in the house and be like, yep, there's there's a spider there at some point. You'll, you'll encounter. So like, they're babies, so and you're not gonna know if there's if there's one on you because they're so fucking tiny. So the odds of me not getting bit by one is nil. I'm definitely gonna get bit by one at some point. I'm definitely gonna encounter one in my bed at some point because they're gonna fucking go on my clothing, and there's not gonna be any way for me to know because they're so tiny. And then they're just gonna live in my bed. And get bigger just from eating. I don't know. It's going to be fucking a nightmare. It's not quite a nightmare yet because they're still small. Like, it, you know, it's creepy and it's unpleasant discovering them. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I reached out to, a, to a, uh, a couple places to get a quote. And I have not pulled the trigger on getting an, an exterminator to come over because I don't want to have to deal with having them go through everything and be like, okay, yeah. I am just too lazy to deal with that. So I'm going to wait until next year when they are all adults 
So next year, I'm going to be completely swarmed by adult brown recluse. And by that time, hopefully the market will go up on crypto and I'll just have a bigger, I'll just move to a different house. So it is slowly making me like desensitized to bugs. Like now, if I see a spider and it's not a recluse, it's like, okay, at least I don't have to worry about it being poisonous. Oh, man. So, like, it's like, okay, one step at a time, becoming more tough. Like, now, if I see a spider and it's not a recluse, like, okay, I don't even worry. I don't even have to, like, kill it. Okay, I'm getting exhausted right now. I'm, I'm getting hit by a wave of exhaustion. And it's because I've been kind of forcing myself to wake up in, in the daytime and I'm getting... I'm getting hit with like this feeling of like lightheadedness and um, nausea right now as we speak. And um, it's not good. It's also kind of makes me feel almost like what it feels like to have a, not to freak anybody out, but I've been feeling this a lot lately of like this feeling of like slight weirdness that could that is a little bit reminiscent of of what it's like to have a of a seizure um ever since I started taking Zoloft it's not quite a full sensation of a seizure but it's something I have to closely monitor Yeah, I don't want to put too much stress on myself because I am stressed, even though I don't have any, you know, huge responsibilities. I still get stressed just by just by just the daily rigmarole of being somebody with my neurodivergence because I got a lot of things fucked up about me. Autism. Epilepsy, ADHD, depression, midget, incel, women hater, white, Trump, gay. No, I'm not gay. But uh, being called gay, I get I get why people don't like it. I get why people get sensitive if you're called gay, if you're gay. Because even if gay is not a bad thing anymore, like even if we don't stigmatize gayness as much as, you know, it's like still, it's not fun to be labeled anything, to be put into a box. That's why. It's not nice to just be like, oh, gay. That's gay. It's like, well, I'm gay. It's like, yeah. Same with incel. Incel is a label that's... Uh, it's a weird label to call somebody because they don't need to be told. Like, nobody needs to be told that they're an incel. It's like, wait, what? You mean I can't get laid? 
I thought I could. Like, I think you'd be the first to know that you're. I don't think anyone. I don't think somebody needs to tell me. And usually, if you're being called an incel, it'd be by somebody that probably doesn't know you that well, because they're using it as an insult. It's like, well, if you really knew me. It's like you like I know I don't know I, I don't know okay okay this pod this is like the worst podcast I've ever fucking done okay so the point is it's like that's not an insult it's like I I I I'm it's an it's a handicap it's like so you're just telling it's like going up to a cancer patient and be like you you fucking cancerous it's like yeah I know it's not my choice can you do you have anything to solve it it's like just telling me that I have this problem isn't really doing anything I don't know. I don't know. Okay, next topic. Okay, so we talk about Bron Recluse. Fuck. And I can't keep them as a pet. Jumping spiders you could keep as a pet. I like jumping spiders, but I don't know if I want them as a pet because they're still they're still spiders. Like they're big. I I would want a jumping spider, I guess, as a pet. Okay, anyway, sober update. So I'm still sober. From all the from all the drugs that I am trying to be sober from, which is alcohol, that's it, and heroin and meth. I don't want to do street meth or anything like that. Uh, so I'm killing it. I'm almost at the year sober mark from alcohol a year ago. Uh, and we will. I'll. Yeah, so the next step is to just continue, is to figure out what stimulant is best for my ADHD. Because uh, uh, I am motivated to to get back into into like production. I can't just sit around all day and not you know make anything. I can't just wait for the crypto market to come back because it could be fucking never. It could be never. The housing market is down. Uh, everything's down. The stock market, yeah, the stock market is fun to kind of watch, but I don't. Ha- I, I'm running out of money to invest. The Tesla dollars are starting to. S- I need that to live off. I got like forty thousand in the bank still. That could last me a long time. I have some income that I pay myself anyway. So. I, I'm going to continue to put in a few grand a month into the stock market because this is the time to do it. Uh, when everybody is freaking out and panic selling, that's when the rich people get richer. That's when they buy. It's a great time to buy, just index funds. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm beginning into. I touched on this on the last episode how I am getting into game development. That's what I am now. I'm a new. I'm now a game developer. After a after a uh, fifteen year plus hiatus, I am jumping deep, head first back into solo indie game development, two D game development. I'm starting with two D because I don't know it's easier, and you could do a lot in the world of two D. So I'm making a game called Closer to Sea. It's a science fiction game with some elements of science, of real science, like real numbers and math baked into it. Real concepts like the speed of light, time dilation, 
and just scale, a sense of scale that's based on reality. You start off on Earth in a ship, just a regular old spaceship, but the spaceship can go up to pretty much the speed of light. So it's an idle clicker game, kind of. It's an active, you know, semi-pass, you know, whatever. I'm still playing with the the actual game mechanics. But the goal, the point of the game is to just go as fast as possible, as far as possible into the universe. So the first goal is just to reach the moon. You start off at zero miles an hour, zero miles or meters a second. We're using the metric system. Uh, So you start off at zero meters a second, and then you just start, you move the ship around to collect crystals, and the crystals are the currency. So you could spend the crystals to increase the power of the ship. So you increase the max speed and the acceleration and the the uh, the value of the crystals. You could upgrade all those three things. And you just start going faster and faster and uh, you, you reach the fucking moon. Uh, the moon is about, I think, 400,000 kilometers, kilometers, away from the earth so that's the first milestone you hit the moon um that if you it depends on how fast you're going so you have to upgrade the ship if you just let it if you never upgrade the ship by default it'll probably take fucking weeks to reach the moon because it's based on the actual distance you actually you have to actually reach four hundred thousand kilometers so you better be going pretty damn fast so i'm still working on the actual logic to you know to determine how fast to render the moon to animate the moon as you travel past it that's what i'm doing right now it's pretty fun so i you know i downloaded like a sprite to act as the moon it's just a pixely super low res sprite but I had to. Uh, I have to like make it realistic. Like if you're going a certain speed, the moon has to also travel past you at a speed relative to the distance that it is from the ship. It's just going to be like in the background. Like okay, there's the moon, uh, and it's going to travel in a speed relative to how fast you're going. And as you upgrade the ship and restart the game, you're going to have these bonus attributes that are going to carry over. So you're going to have to continually, you know, reach the moon again and again. So the next time, it's going to be quicker and quicker as you get faster, these permanent speed upgrades. It's going to be, okay, now you're going 200, whatever, 1,000 kilometers a second. If you're going that fast, the moon is going to, you're going to fucking go right past it really quickly. So the game has to only render it for a couple frames if you're going to a certain speed. It's going to be like, okay, you're going so fast that we're not even going to fucking render the moon. You're going too fast to even see it. But it's still going to register that you passed. It's still going to like be like, okay, you passed the moon. Now you passed this. You passed Jupiter. 
you passed uh, fucking Andromeda. That's going to be one of the things. That's two million light years away. But the, the ship is going to be going faster and faster, so it is going to become possible to actually reach that distance because with time dilation, you could travel long distances in a short amount of time. For you. Like if you were going the speed of light, which is impossible, but let's say you were, there would be no time experience in between now and when you hit Andromeda. So the game plays into that. It's like there's no science fiction there. There's no fiction. We don't have to speed up time in the game. If you're going point nine 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 C, you're going to be traveling huge amounts of distances without feeling like you're going with, like, you'll see what I mean by this. It's like, what I'm saying is the game is not going to have to artificially be like, okay, time is going this fast times a million because we want to actually make it so you could reach these huge distances. Well, we don't have to make anything up in science fiction. In real life, you can reach Andromeda in one day if you're going a certain speed. If you're going 0.999C, yeah, you don't have to speed up. You will fucking reach this fucking Andromeda or any arbitrary distance in, I don't know, 10 minutes for you. It'll feel like 10 minutes for you. For everything else in the universe, it'll be millions and millions of years because that's just how it is. You can't actually physically go faster than the speed of light. Okay, so whatever. That's a very long way of explaining a concept that most people will instantly get. But when the game... I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's that many games that utilize this mechanism that I know about. I'm sure there is, but it's just like not that I know about. So it's a, that's the first game that I'm making after 15 years of an absence from the mark, from that industry. And so, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun to like actually make progress every day. I'm like tackling different things very effectively in way, you know, cause I'm a program. I like all this shit actually comes natural to me. Um, which is cool. Like I'm actually going to be able to release something of this game by October 1st is the goal. That's the plan. Even if it's not fully ready yet, it'll at least be like a tech demo. It'll like, you know, like I already have enough of a playable tech demo where it'll be like, okay, whatever. Just fucking here. Here it is. I'm just going to release it on itch dot io um and just like okay that'll encourage me to hopefully keep going like i don't fucking know even if it just completely doesn't go anywhere and nobody cares i'll i have a marketable skill i could just get a job as a unity developer that pays like eighty thousand a year i don't know it's a pri- I'm in a privileged position where I can just fuck around and, and make games, not trying to even monetize them. Um, that's a very tough thing because a lot of people who want to make games, they don't have the fucking free time. 
I have fucking all day to make to do that, and I don't have a I don't have a fucking family hounding me, so I have no excuse to not make something at least a little bit decent and playable. So closer to C is the name of the game. Uh, it's a 2D idle incremental game where you try to just traverse the universe. And rack up more, you know, power on the, sh- and you just try to get closer and closer to C, which is the the impossible dragon that you're trying to chase. C is the speed of light. It's a finite. It's a finite value. But you can't reach it though. So it's going to take more and more energy as you get closer and closer. A perfect setup for an idle game. Because idle games are based around trying to get more and more accumulated power. And as it gets easier, whatever. You'll see it's fucking awesome. Okay, I don't. Th- I think that's. I don't think we have to keep going. I don't think we have to necessarily hit an hour. That's fine. Yeah, I don't want to stretch myself to go longer than necessary. So anyway, this is, this has been episode forty-five, forty-six. It's been, it's been episode forty-six. Thanks y'all for listening. Hope y'all doing good. Sorry. Okay. Bye.